Podcasting 2.0 for March 11th, 2022, episode 77. Is that a mini pub in your pocket? Or are you just happy to see me? Or are you happy to be here at the board meeting of Podcasting 2.0? Everything happening at podcastindex.org, the podcast namespace, and of course, all the creativity and the goo juice at podcastindex.social. Special live board meeting today. I'm Adam Curry here in the heart of the Texas Hill Country and in Alabama. The man who edits sequel by hand, my friend on the other end, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Dave Jones. Live board meeting. <laughs> live board First meeting, one. baby. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is uh, very exciting. Yeah. The, uh, did anybody inform the secretary? Or did people just start streaming in? She had no idea. It wasn't on the calendar. That's pretty much the way it went down. Um, so what we're talking about is today we are live with the live tag in the RSS feed, which means um, at least one podcast app, if you use it, would have notified you that the stream is live and you can play this in the app. And I believe there's also a chat in the app. Am I correct? Uh, chat. There's supposed to be. I think it's just an iframe. I'm actually scared to uh, scared to click hit this live button because I'm afraid it's going to like come back on me and I'll <laughs> well, and start playing and it's going to freak me out. Because my curio caster wasn't showing me the live item, so I just want to. I just want to see. Okay, there it is. Seventy-seven live. Oh, okay. He finally showed up. So I just want to. Yeah, there it is. Ooh, seventy-seven. Oh wow, this is trippy. He finally showed up. That's why I was afraid to hit it. <laughs> now let me just boost myself just for good measure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, break the internet. And stop it. All right. So this kind of works. It was very confusing. I was using sovereign feeds to set up the all the trigger stuff, the live items. Um, and it, it was, I was just, it was just like, oh, what parameters do I need? And it was like, oh, a chat room. And then the street, it was just, oh man, uh, I just, I couldn't quite wrap my head around it. Then Stephen B created, uh, and I also couldn't find the live item tag. It's like, where is it? I guess at the bottom, mm-hmm. I expected that to be at the top for stupid reasons, I guess in yeah. the. Uh, just where it shows up just physically in the feed. I wasn't expecting it there. So I was like, I couldn't figure out what was being output. He sent me an RSS feed. I uploaded that one. Then I did the second one myself when we went live. Yeah. So All by yourself. <laughs> yes, Dave, it. all by myself. I'm proud of me. Come on. This is, if I can't <laughs> do it, who's going to be able to do it? I mean, <laughs> I'm low on the, on the rung. Yeah, user friendly is not exactly how you would describe any uh, any of this stuff. Well, what, at all. what's cool? I mean, I like the idea of setting it in advance and then publishing the feed, so you you know, okay, we'll be live at uh, I think twelve thirty. Uh, mm-hmm. But then you have to do that again when you go live, and that should just be a click. You know, it's like it it it, it should know what to do, and I shouldn't have to go there and create a new episode, uh, copy the old one. I mean, obviously, as we as this matures and It'll get better. It's just right now is kind of like, holy crap. Honestly, the best part about this whole thing is that I can look at CurioCaster and remember what the show number is. Because <laughs> um, that's, a, that's a consistent problem with me. Yeah. All right, uh, man. Hi, we have a, a good guest cool. today. We should bring him in pretty quickly. Is there anything we need to, uh, to discuss before we get rolling? What are you working on? It seems like you've been still doing some cleanup stuff. Uh, well, I've been working on the aggregator. So mm-hmm. the, you know, we talked last week a little bit about how the aggregator that we brought into Podcast Index was the one from was sort of the final revision of the of the aggregator from uh, Freedom Controller. 
Okay. And so I, I, I took that and it's, it's a two piece as a two piece aggregator. It's got a, po- a polar, a feed puller, and then a feed parser mm-hmm. so that they can run parallel. And there's it's basically, it's two separate JavaScript, Node.js scripts. Mm-hmm. Uh, one's called party time, which is the parser. The other one is called aggravate, which is the uh, polar. Right. And so then you, uh, we took those, dropped them into podcast index code base, and then modified the crap out of them to be, to do the things that we needed to do for, for podcast index. Um, party time works fine. Uh, it's, it's a little, it's messy because it was written as fast as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's still messy, but aggravate is based on the old node, uh, request module, which has been deprecated now. In, no, in node request module. Node.js, uh, they had like a built-in library for doing HTTP requests. Oh, okay. And um, it's been it's been deprecated since I think Node 14, maybe? Uh, and they're on like, I think the current long-term stable is 16 now uh, for, for Node. Ah, uh, so it was time? Yeah, I mean, it was creaky even. I think they deprecated it because it wasn't very reliable anyway. You know, as, as, <laughs> as, a, as a systems admin yourself, I mean, that, that, I mean, I know you do a lot of customer-facing stuff in your real job, but also just all the, you know, a lot of back-end. Is, is this like a never-ending thing, just all these upgrades? Is that just, is it just... Yes. I mean, does it determine your life to a degree when, oh, that's yes. coming, and then I have to upgrade those three things because they have dependencies and all this stuff? Yep. If you live and die by the EO, by the EOL table, the end of life chart from uh, every software vendor. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, that's yeah. published ahead of time. So, you know, you know, when, when yeah. a new version is coming. Yeah. So like the, the most recent thing is uh, in the day job is going through and purging t- uh, Microsoft SQL Server 2014 out of everything and upgrading because that's about to go end of life. Oh, that's, that sounds really fun. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Oh, boy. It's a party. Let me tell you. Bring beer. Uh, but yeah. no, it's, it's, so yeah, that that's that got deprecated. And then it was never very reliable to begin with, even when it was actually supported. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I've known for a while that I needed to rewrite this thing. And it's a it's the simpler of the two. So it, it's not now, so, simple, so, but it's simpler. When you say rewrite, does that mean a whole code rewrite or just the, yes from uh, scratch? For really, yeah. Now, do you already have these? I'm just curious about the process. Mm-hmm. No one, no one ever really asked developers. I guess numbnuts like me. So, so you have your your basic structure of the program. Are you going to literally start line one new file, or, or are you going to take that structure and do some? some adaptation, copy-paste, basically? This one was pretty much a car, uh, cargo new project, just blank file starting from scratch. Wow. Uh, that, because, because it's, not, it's not super complicated. When this, is, when this software is all said and done, we're probably talking about you know, a thousand lines of code or less. Oh, I could I'm do hoping. that. <laughs> why, why am I doing it? Uh, <laughs> Hand it over. I'll take care of it. Yeah. But uh, the, yeah, it's pretty much a straight, clean rewrite. There's really no, I, I, as there's no porting going on because I don't like the way that the old, the old thing was written anyway. Mm-hmm. And so what it's going to do is it's going to, it's going to just accept the, the current, the current version of the, of the polar 
it does a query on the database to get a batch of feeds and then uh, loads them all up in a, in, in an asynchronous, uh, it just fires them all off mm-hmm. asynchronously. Then as they, fi- as each one finishes its job, it determines what happened, what mm-hmm. the HTTP status code was, what that means. And then it updates the database individually. So for every time the polar kicks off, there's this flurry of database calls. Mm, okay. And what I want to do is get rid of that. What I would like to do is do one, one uh, select of a whole of and get a whole bunch of feed IDs based on some criteria, load them up in a queue, and then have the polar uh, just grab all those feed IDs. Uh, and URLs, grab the feed IDs and URLs from the queue, uh, fire everything off, when, and as they finish, uh, write them to feed files. Then include the, H- the status code and e-tag and last modified header in the feed file. Then party time will come through and pick up those feed files. Oh, right. You told me about this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what kind of you had me at, at polar and party time. I mean, you know, it's like yeah. you already had me there. Uh, <laughs> so, but yeah. this this will probably be this will have an EOL itself. This will this will be dead when Podping finally takes over. Uh, yeah, but that I'm hoping selfishly that that's not for a while, just so that I won't have to <laughs> consider this a waste of my time. But, <laughs> well, yeah. I don't think it's ever a waste. Um, but oh god, this thing is fast. Yeah. Oh, it is so fast. It's my how fast I've is it so far? It is. Let's see. We the last test I did last night was about twelve hundred feeds a minute. Um, wow! That is, and how many parallel processes is that? Um, it is. They're threads, so they're not. It's threaded. It's oh, not so twelve hundred yeah. threads in a minute, basically. Uh, yeah. So that, I mean, the way that the re- this re- the request library inside of Rust is so good. It's it is so top notch. Oh, oh, hey, Dave. How good is it? <laughs> oh, it's 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 so good that uh, I had to get a uh, you know get a drink afterwards and maybe <laughs> have a smoke some dinner. <laughs> yes, yeah, dinner. Uh, no, it's fantastic because it, it like you can fire off a thousand feeds, have it do its job, and the memory usage for the process never goes above about a hundred megs. Mm. It's it's that good. I did ten thousand feeds the other day. I fired those off and it, it got all 10,000 in about two minutes and 20 seconds. Wow. Uh, so this thing is this, this, that's, thing that's yeah. good. Yeah. And, and this is all on a five, this is all on a $5 a month Linode with, with a single CPU with non-dedicated shared CPU and only like a gig of Ram. Right. $5 now, but after this, uh, Amazon purchase, you know, 15, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it'll go uh, up. Uh, Akamai, Akamai, Akamai. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm sorry, Akamai. Yeah. yeah. And you know what's interesting? I have not received a single boost from anybody yet. I wonder why that is. Hmm. I guess people uh, don't care. I see them talking about it. Is it? Are these boosts supposed to be showing up in the uh, chat room? Do we get no? But they would show up done? on Helipad because I have the the boost monitor split. So they would show up, but I haven't seen any. And even the one that I sent earlier hasn't. I wonder if that's the uh, the um, LNP locking again. 
Dylan Pay locking. Yeah, but if too many oh, people are trying yeah. to boost at the same time, then it locks and it waits and it does all kinds yeah. of stuff. Is well, that... I'm going to try right now. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to send a boost. So yeah, but I sent myself a boost. And I know that's illegal in several states, but still, I, I self-boosted and it didn't so, come through. And I was boosting from CurioCaster. Ah, okay. Gonna... Yeah, I got... Uh, you got one? Uh, who was the, oh, Darren O. All right, Darren O. 10,034 sats. One more than comic strip blogger. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for your courage. Yes, thank you. No, he just, see, Darren just outed himself. This is proof that Darren actually has sats in a wallet. He just never, he just never spends them. And he sent it from Breeze. How about Uh, that? Uh, I'm going to boost here. Just interesting. Interesting though, it, it came in. Although the it came in as podcasting 2.0 episode 75. I Rec- just sent a boost. Okay, 100. I wonder if that's an old. I don't, you know, Breeze is interesting because it's a it's a full node and it really has to be running for it to be able to process payments. So if you just boost something and you close the app, then it probably won't send that boost and or I guess boost to gram until. Uh, much later. Oh, Breeze doesn't support live item. Of course. I'm sorry. What am I thinking? So he, yeah, he he just grabbed a random episode. Well, okay. Why don't we share some of this with our guest, uh, Dave? Since uh, we're going to be talking a lot about what's going on. Uh, yeah, sure. The most the most recent uh, developments uh, that we've been working on for the namespace, and of course, all of that at podcastindex.social. Anyone who already has an account can in- send you an invite. It's under your preferences. So if anyone's looking for an account, looking to join, we just had to shut that off. It was I was yeah. I get these trending emails of what you know what 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 is trending on our Mastodon server. Somehow it knows this. Uh, believe me, was not, it a bunch of political? Crap? Oh yeah, all political. No, we can't. <laughs> like, no yeah. Uh, welcome in, uh, John Spurlock is here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, welcome to the board meeting, John. Hey, nice to be here. Can you hear me? Yeah, we hear you good. <laughs> we can hear you. <laughs> yes. Five by five, baby. Yeah, we got you. We got <laughs> sibilance, you. Sibilance. You know, John, um, <laughs> I don't really even know your background. Oh, well, it's the internet. Uh, that's how yes, it well, because I heard, I heard you were on, um, were you on Podland recently, I think? Yeah, I was on Podland last week. Yeah, yeah and I was like, wow, this this guy has some history that I'm not aware of. Um and, and maybe others. I'd love to know a little bit about how you came to podcasting 2.0 and what you were doing before. Yeah, sure, sure. So I guess I've been doing software now for over 20 years in a full-time sort of capacity. So I still, I still like writing software. I still like making stuff. That's kind of my MO. I worked at kind of a financial sort of background for a little bit, did some trading systems, integration, you know, enterprise architecture and that sort of mm, thing. Did, yummy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, database stuff. I started out there uh, optimizing query plans, that sort of thing. But then I also did consulting with uh, Java Linux stuff. Um, always have been doing that. Always been interested in the web. Um, I actually worked for Google for uh, a few years, mm-hmm. uh, working on Android, so the operating system there. So I've, oh, okay. I've basically, I think what they call it now is a full stack <laughs> developer full stack I, plus i guess if you add android onto it yeah i'm a generalist right. i just like i kind of like it all still and uh so what i decided is you know google has this ip thing where you can't really work on side projects without them uh being able to claim your ip oh so, so wait a minute so you you do get first of all you get your 20 percent still do you think that they still do that 20 20 of your time you can do whatever you want 
Yeah, when I started there, they were still <laughs> lip servicing that. And <laughs> yeah, I figured that would that had gone yeah. a long time ago. Yeah, exactly. I I can't badmouth it though because they did allow me. I think for the span of about six months, they let me do a project that was like totally unrelated. Right. Um. So they did do it, but I, I think now it's a but, little different. I mean, they give you two hundred percent of real time work to do as well. Right. And and then of course <laughs> all your all your base belong to us. So whatever you develop in that twenty percent, we own. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. And I've always done open source stuff on the side and I've always right. had ideas. And so what I mean, I'm in my early forties now and I, I've never done the cliche, um, garage startup type thing. So I'm not mm-hmm. in my garage. I'm in my, you know, in the house, but <laughs> I'm, I'm basically doing that now. So I, I, I quit Google and then I kind of, uh, I always knew I'd do something in podcasting. I've been I've been listening to podcasts since like literally the very beginning. Yeah. Adam, I think uh, mm-hmm. I've been following Dave, Dave Weiner and uh, f- since the beginning. I used to be really into Pointcast. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, no, dude, do I remember Pointcast? I loved how the whole office network just went down the minute everyone's Pointcast was updating. Yes. Yeah. It was that, like the that was of death. just for the, for the, for the <laughs> young, for the younger f- folks out there. Back in the day, we actually used this thing called screensavers. I don't think people use them anymore. We needed a screensaver because your screen literally would be burned in and ruined if you <laughs> yeah. didn't opt for toasters and fish flying around on your screen. And it was, yeah, you know, and it was actually a thing. We would buy screensavers. <clears throat> you'd go to the store, you buy a box with yeah. the fish. I think I, could, I think I remember buying the screensaver fish, bo- the toasters. And the fish and it had, in the it box. was on floppy. It was on floppy, floppy disk. disk, right? And you had to load it all up, <clears throat> and then out, all of a sudden came this thing, Pointcast, and it was like it was like a checkbox. And I think a lot of Dave Weiner's inspiration was also he he even called it checkbox news. Um, you could say, okay, I want some sports, I want some finance, I want some food recipes, and it w- it would basically it was just a a, a version of a. Uh, an early R, it didn't run on RSS as far as I know, it, it, or that was too early probably. It just download whatever. How did that work? Does anyone know what the back end was? I have uh, no clue. I'm okay. sure it was XML. That's the only thing. I'm sure it was XML. Back right. Then. Yeah. And so yeah. it would suck it in. But then, you know, we had, uh, we had maybe, a, I don't know, like 40 or 50 people at the office and we had a T1 line, you know, one megabit per second. Which is, you know, if you have that at home, you're you're on the phone with your cable company. So what's wrong? What's wrong with my speed here? And so when everyone's pointcast would update invariably at the top of the hour, just everything shut down. Yeah, it was classic. It was a you know, the right idea, just kind of too early from a you know a wiring and piping right, point of view. Right, right. But they definitely had the right idea. And I've you know I've always been interested in that kind of like real time breaking sort of news. And RSS is like that. Mm-hmm. A lot of good podcasts are like that too. You know, they kind of like try to get on top of you know. I guess it's the same transport, but the same sort of idea. Yeah, so I've, I've always been interested in that. And the idea that you can program media is so interesting to me. <laughs> yeah, well, and in, in, in hindsight, kind of thinking back to those days, um, I think there was weblogs dot com, which uh, um, right, right. Th- would would take XML RPC requests. That was Weiner's thing, right? Didn't yeah, that, that that was his thing. And but you know how interesting is it that here we are, twenty yeah. years later, and we're using PodPing uh, to let people know that the feed is updated. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's the same problem we're solving. And the fact that it's still a feed is unbelievable to me. So I, I think that's kind of cool, actually. A lot of you know, back with my kind of enterprise architecture background, and I think even back with uh, the feed, it's the RSS sort of committee itself, right? 
immediately the astronauts descended and were like, yeah. all right, Adam, right? We're going to do this right. We're going to redo yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That was and horrible. So this is like a, an existence proof that. Would you, know, you call them not- astro- astronauts? <laughs> what did you call them? Right, architecture astronauts. Architecture astronauts. One, so, yeah, were you like were you an Adam guy as well? Uh, no, but I mean, if you ever do any work with RSS, you are taking on a world of pain, right? Yes. So Dave knows this. <laughs> yes. And I think what the Adam guys were, they saw this immediately, and they said, "Hey, what if we actually clean this up a bit? It would make developers' lives easier." But I think what they didn't realize is RSS was more about making the publisher's life easier. Yes, and thank you for saying that because even though um, my 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 brain was fogging over looking at it, I know that I can look at my RSS feed and I know I can. And I was stressed because we're starting mm-hmm. and late and everything. I know that ultimately I can figure it out. And if if push comes to shove, I can open it in Notepad and I can make a change. And, exactly. and that to me is from the, you're absolutely right. From the publisher's perspective, perspective that is key. And that, that's one of the successes, I believe. Well, we've been talking about this for a long time is that uh, when it comes to RSS, the issue, the issues with RSS really come from it being loose, loosely specified. And th- those are its strengths and its weaknesses right. in, in both, in both ways. Right. Adam, Adam was a fan is actually a fantastic idea is a mm-hmm. fantastic improvement to RSS. And, you know, if you could go roll time back and sort of do things differently, you know, Adam was the better, was the better format, but RSS, um, they, you know, here RSS only, only defines like in an item, it's like description and title, or it may even be just, just title. I mean, like the, the, the looseness of the, the of that specification are kind of, it's kind of insane. But, but if you've been, the, the good thing about it though is if you've been through that whole thing before, like if you've been through the world of, uh, of, of a format war like that and you've seen which one won and why it won, then it informs the next time you start to get involved in a project like Podcasting 2.0 or something like that. You bring that experience with you, and you're you're less of a hardliner about we have to do it this right, way. We right. have to because you realize that it's not that that's not what makes the format win. What makes the format win is porn. Is, always it, porn always <laughs> makes the format win. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. That's that's whatever law that is. You know, with the wiki. You know. The, yeah, yes. That's, that's Curry's law. Um, there you go. But the the really what makes the format win is a combination of the spec being being well done and the politics of what go on with it there you cannot separate those right. two things right because uh, just having the best spec rarely is enough you have to you have to marry them two together that's why podcasting 2.0 is so great is that you guys are kind of a nice uh third party right so even if someone came up with these tags i mean, you've been over this before but um, they have come up with tags in the past, but it's, if it, there's a company behind it, other people look, look at that, uh, work kind of differently. So it's great to have you guys kind of as a, I don't know what you want to call it. Vow kind of, of poverty. A, a alliance. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, it's not you guys, John. It's, it's all of us. It's exactly it's the Y'all. entire community. It's not. Yeah. We just do the show. But, but the, but yeah, <laughs> sure. Dave. <laughs> no, the mad the magic is in one thing and one thing only and and i've talked to many people about this and we've been approached many times and is that we just are not taking any money from anybody the only money we'll take is that is donated uh for out of appreciation for what the project is 
that's that's what makes it work. Um, yeah. It also when Alex when Alex Gates text messages me at you know midnight on a Tuesday and says something like, "Man, I've got this great idea," uh, and he lays it out. That's you can only have that sort of relationship when there's not big when there's not money involved when when people when there's no when there's you start getting into all the other stuff and it just falls apart yeah you know it is an alignment of interests i think i think more than anything it's kind of a lot of people had the same sort of ideas like when you started this i think that was about the time that uh, spotify was getting off the ground and i think a lot of people had the same thought at the same time <laughs> and so i know that's sure. why i found sure. you guys i think we kind of line up as far as kind of really wanting the um the way it has been to kind of keep going. And I don't think there's any guarantee that it will. I think Apple has done a great job of kind of encoding it for now, but due to kind of the concentration of things, it wouldn't be hard for some of the bigger players to just specify another way of doing things and, you know, have some backroom meetings. And then we're, we've kind of lost a lot of the stuff that we have today. So my whole overall goal, if I have any goal is to just kind of maintain the status quo of like, Lots of apps, lots of hosts, kind of a dynamic, like system with a lot of players. Do you? I want to. I want to. Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to ask one more thing. Now, do you have a day job currently, or just coast? Are you just coasting on that Google stock? <laughs> well, it's it's uh, it's been rougher the, the last few months. But, <laughs> the coast uh, <laughs> has been downhill. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's a vow of poverty, right? I, uh, what's the euphemism? I'm I'm investing in the future. <laughs> oh, <I'm, laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I that's have, cool. You, cool. I love that you guys talk about your bills. I, I spend about, I think about 500 bucks a month right now on all the back end. And I've been seeing all this data come through because I, you know, I look at all, every single episode that comes out and I saw a lot of, you know, kind of cool stats and I, I'm interested in that sort of thing myself. But then I started publishing that as well. So that's kind of another thing I'm kind of doing on the side is, you know, someone will throw out, like, I wonder how many, uh, how many episodes use chapters or how pervasive chapters are. I'm like, I could actually tell you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that's been kind of fun as well. So just to see, it's kind of nice uh, being able to kind of work in a space where like things are still evolving and there's still lots of, I think, a lot of low hanging fruit. I think strategically, uh, I'm focusing on an app, like a client app. I think that's like the biggest hole. I think there's a lot of great hosts out there. So I think I, I have some ideas in the hosting space as well, but I think there's tons of great, like all levels, enterprise, free and everywhere in between. Yeah. It's a full but space, app- yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I th- I think I'm kind of okay with where that is. But on the app side, I don't know if you know, but Libsyn has a uh, has a podcast, and every month they go through and kind of list out what they see for you know downloads wise from all the podcasts that are on their system. And they always you know they've going back many years now, and I've been looking at that. And they used to break out like okay, so Apple Podcasts has we're seeing this many downloads from Apple Podcasts. Spotify is obviously. Uh, coming up google's coming up but the independent like so everything other than google and and apple that share has been going down consistently and so that's what worries me you know overcast is doing a great job out there but it's ios only but from Um, from a philosophical standpoint why why does that overall market share matter because of the what well for what i see is this kind of like a strategic thing again if let's say only two apps are the primary portal into podcasting it makes it a lot easier for them to just say, okay, we're going to do another thing now. Because then no matter what Apple does, I think anyway, um, the host would jump to do it. So if they said tomorrow, we're going to do Jason feed <laughs> or something crazy mm-hmm. like that, 
um, they would they would fall all over themselves the host to implement it right away. So we're kind of it's limited by the the clients to some extent as far as where the innovation happens. Here, here's here's my view on that because I think we get way too hung up on leaderboards and percentages and and all of this. The only way podcasting grows is through um, communities that are promoting whatever it is that is going to rise to the top. And sometimes it's a technological thing that boosts podcasting. Uh, Often it's content. Uh, So podcasting was growing, you know, maybe 5 to 10% a year, bubbling under, and it got pushed way down once YouTube and Facebook and Twitter, and that was, you know, it was all about social media, so there was no, there was really no uh, ink at all for podcasting, although it was growing, but no mainstream attention until Serial hit. Mm-hmm. So um, my point being that you, there, you can't market your way to the, to the top of the, uh, of the apps, you know? Uh, I don't think we're ever going to see apps as big as Apple and Spotify. It will even out, but it's it's all going to happen in small pockets. These small pockets happen and grow because the podcasters they want people to use that app, you know. Uh, yeah. And and that reason, some of them have it now. Um, a lot of Bitcoiners, a lot of pioneers, you know, early or early adopters. We're in a very, very early stage. Most of the apps are just getting to where they're acceptable for people to make a change or try something out. So I think we're just we're just we're a ways off. But I, this this these these percentages it's like it's demoralizing. It doesn't matter. We and this, I mean, look at the features that some hosting companies are implementing. Yeah, it's not overnight, and they're not all falling over themselves. But a number of important ones are doing it and supporting it, and. Because we're not falling over over ourselves, because Apple said we're going to do something, we're doing it right. Well, you know, I think the YouTube, the YouTube talk that's been going on for the last couple of weeks is kind of a it, it needs to be talked about because I, I don't trust those numbers. Well, let me let me say let me put it this way: YouTube as a podcast platform, you know, now they're they're going to do like the keynote. Somebody from YouTube is going to do like the keynote at podcast movement and they're, they're making their, their play into podcasting. And then I hear, um, you keep hearing these big numbers, like 40% of people listen to podcasts on YouTube for medicine research and all this kind of stuff. I mean, it's just kind of all in the, in the podcast industry news. And I've got real problems with those numbers and how to interpret that because, well, I guess number one is if that's true. If it's true that you that forty percent of people listen to podcasts on YouTube, then why is YouTube making this big play of getting into podcasting? That sounds like they already are. I mean, why are they going to pay pay create? Oh, I can answer that. Fifty thousand dollars. I can give you the answer. I can give you the answer. No, what they're at? No, they're saying something different. They're saying we want you to make video versions of your podcast. That's very different. And so they're not, they're not necessarily asking for a whole bunch of people with mics and headsets and studios. They're looking for more. They're trying to build a library of hits. That's what all these people do. That's what Spotify is doing. That's what Google is doing. Amazon will do their own version. Apple's the only one that just wants people to use their subscription service. I don't think they care much about 
anything else. But these people, this is all content plays. Has nothing to do with podcasts. They couldn't give a shit about what we're doing. No, I, I I agree with that. I guess my problem is with the numbers and what that means to the industry because these numbers are just reported. It's, yeah, but it, but they're just reported. It's as meaningless. That's, I think my point is it's meaningless. It doesn't really matter, does it? Well, if you have forty, here's here's the way. Like here's the way James explain explains it. He says, okay, if 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 the survey, if you ask somebody where they listen to podcasts and they tell you YouTube, well, then it doesn't matter that YouTube is not really what we consider a podcast. What it matters that they think it it is a podcast. So therefore it's a podcast. Now I don't want, I'm not interested in the debate about what is a podcast, but what I know is that those numbers are being reported to the podcast industry as podcasts. And it's like, it's, it's like taking uh, it's like asking somebody if they go, if they, if they watch movies, but not distinguishing between the theater and, uh, te- and television. You, you, if you're taking these numbers and saying, okay, 40% yes, of people listen to You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. It's, yeah, it's because, almost apples to oranges. It misinforms the podcast industry about what actually happens. Like, for, in, for instance, you have, uh, if somebody thinks PewDiePie is a podcast and they say, oh, yeah, I listen to I listen to podcasts on, on YouTube. Yeah, that's where I listen. And in their in the whole time in their mind, they're thinking that this video, that this video channel they watch all the time is a quote unquote podcast. That's fine for that. But then if you take that information and go tell the podcast industry, the, the traditional podcast industry that look here, 40 percent of people listen to podcasts on YouTube and they're like, uh, uh, uh. Oh, I don't know what to do about that. Well, well, yeah, you don't know what to do about it because it's not actually accurate. Well, that, okay, that's my issue. Yeah, just just so you know, since day one on podcasting, the argument of where people listen and what is then considered a podcast has been raging. And to this day, there are people that say, "Dude, I was putting my 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 radio shows on the internet in 1983. I was the first podcaster." You know, so <laughs> yeah, that argument is boring. What is in, what was interesting to me about all the numbers that I've heard reported, and I and as you know, I really don't put much. I don't care. It's just, we're building something. We've got uh, five thousand uh, podcasts that are using it. Probably a thousand of those are really using it actively and are starting to hone their pitch for value for value. But more importantly, the authoring tools are starting to come online slow, but they're coming online. And we've let all we've done is led by example. The number that I found most interesting that something we can um, affect is women. A large percentage of women listen to a podcast on the podcast website. I've seen this myself. I've seen this myself. Um, That's a humongous opportunity for embedded players. Mm -hmm. That's an op and an embedded player that is, I mean, everyone, all of our apps, I think almost all of them have at least some web version and we have some cool sharing uh, uh, widgets, but think about players and what we can do with the with the namespace tags, etc. There to get people to use an app. But even then, I mean, it's is it invalid to have someone use the CurioCaster embedded player with a wallet with everything there versus on the CurioCaster.com PWA? 
No, not at all. No. I think the way I think about it is that YouTube is kind of a good North Star as far as user experience. I think in the future, let's say video was not that expensive uh, back in the day. There probably would be five or six YouTubes, but they kind of, you know, Google took a massive hit. <laughs> Their yeah. uh, bandwidth bill is just insane. <laughs> but now we're getting to the point where you could see almost building a YouTube on a lot of the newer edge technologies that are out there. There's, uh, there's, I think there's going to be some interesting startups that kind of blend what we're doing with podcasting and then also bringing that to video in the future. Well, but just Alex, from is a, do, Alex is doing it by himself with the yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I think you'll see kind of larger companies start to do this, and then the um, the, but the experience wait, wait, is wait, wait, the, crucial. Ex- I'm sorry to interrupt. You said you'll see larger companies starting to do this. Just explain what this is again. I think building, um, for example, the uh, the podcast hosts don't have apps right now. So if they come out with a new feature, they're kind of reliant on the app side to kind of build everything uh, to to expose that. But you could imagine that they would build apps that like can do audio and then potentially video as well for their customers, just because they know that they can make a great experience uh, for their for their customers. Yeah. Well- and so I could. I could see like, um, and again, I think just the experience is what we should look at YouTube for um, inspiration from. And honestly, over the, what was it? Over, I think, New Year's, I think Buzzcast was like, you know, why, uh, what, what, what of one of these new podcast features would be really compelling for, you know, an average podcast listener to actually switch apps? Like it, that would actually cause them to switch. Here's a strike. So, here's, and, here's a striking thought because it just struck me. Should we, maybe we should consider redefining what we're building. Should it only be apps that are in app stores? Should it be, should they always look the way they look? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I mean, creatively, um, the features have been driven by uh, the app developers. 100%. That's the, and of course, by the, by creators who are using those elements and asking their tool uh, suppliers, which is the hosting companies, to implement that so they can use it. That that's kind of that's how the demand works, and that how that's how stuff gets in there. There's not a lot of push coming from the hosting companies in that regard. Um, but I think you see a blend though, because you're going to see services yeah. that kind of use a lot of the data that we're like transcripts <clears throat> is a perfect example. That's sort of interesting from just a straight kind of user point of view. It'll be useful to some people. But that is a wealth of information that services are going to be able to create like amazing search experiences for, for example. So I think you're going to see a lot of um, just web services so that my, kind of read these data, so you, this data as well. We're in agreement. What I'm saying is we need the creativity. We need to get our heads out of our asses as to what a podcast app is and what people really want. Working on it. If, on if, it. Women, if, women, <laughs> if women predominantly are using a uh, a player on a web page which is pretty sad if they use and I know they're using it on on some of my shows it's just a simple you know mp3 player is nothing why wouldn't we spend i mean the same benefits whether it's in an app or not probably more even to some degree we can build into those web pages and we should be we should be going where people want to be and i think we're a little too hung up on religion and that you know oh apple okay you know it's like it, it's it's well, nonsensical numbers. I don't what have a problem with podcast as a term either. I think that's fine to kind of, even though it's kind of a horrible name, it's kind of like right now everyone kind of knows it is. It's the non-mainstream sort of media delivery system. 
And so I think people, no matter what the apps end up looking like, and I think, like you said, I agree, there's going to be thousands of different types of apps. I think the notion of podcast as the overall term for this is still useful. Yeah. I mean, I think what matters is that the, the, deli- the, the source of the delivery and the endpoint where it's delivered to maintain decentralization. What, what now, how, you know, how that looks, whether or not you're serving it, serving it out of object storage or off servers or off IPFS on the back end, or whether or not you're consuming it with a mobile app or a website or a PWA or an embedded player on the, on the edge. I don't think either one of those things really matter as long as they stay that way, as long as they stay decentralized. And that's my problem with, that's my problem with, with the whole YouTube conversation. Like Chris Fisher on, um, uh, brought a clip of Chris Fisher talking about this very thing on the latest episode of Coda Radio. Um, and he's talking about his, about what he sees going on in the industry. If you want to play that clip, Adam. That's, I've been feeling the same way only in the podcast space. Today it came out that YouTube is offering like $50,000 to certain podcasters to take their audio-only podcast and make it a video podcast and then, you know, start using their ads and stuff like that. And, you know, you watch what Spotify is doing. You watch what Apple is doing. You, you see what Libsyn's trying to do with suppressing ad prices and YouTube is trying to do by taking over podcasting. And I start thinking to myself – how the hell am I going to be able to stay independent for the next five years? It's getting really, really centralized out there. For some, like the rumor is as much as $300,000 the offer is, which I still find ridiculous. $50,000 couldn't even convert a single one of our podcasts to video. Think about it. That doesn't even pay for a year of a video editor, not to mention camera equipment, lighting, sets, editing equipment. I mean, give me a break. $50,000 is spent in one weekend buying the gear. No, that makes, that makes no sense. Yeah, But they're trying to incentivize a centralization of podcasters because once you go into the YouTube platform, you create content for the algorithm. And you you have to create content that's also appealing to the ad bot because it's, it's all an auction system behind the scenes. And the auction system has preferences. It looks for brand-safe content. And brand-safe content is not only a, the type of things that you cover – but it's the genre of you that you cover as well. I look at independent podcast operations and I just think, I don't even know if most of them are going to make it the next couple of years. I think it's really, it's really bleak out there. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to take this in reverse order. First of all, the only reason this is a news is because there's money involved. Whenever there's money and there's free money, people always get all oh, money, money, money. And there's always all kinds of thinking that goes along and there's feelings and shit that happens. Whereas 99% of all podcasters probably will never make or should make any money. Um, the bigger travesty here is not people using YouTube or whatever to listen to podcasts. The travesty is that creators put it there. If you want to create a community that is profitable, both on a creative and business level, you need to control that community. That's the bottom line. I don't care... If uh, if you're using uh, if you're streaming live with uh, with NaTube and using CurioCaster, you still need to have control over your community, which is what we're doing and what we're building. People are realizing, gee, you know, it's not such a great deal. There will always be an, a whole bunch of fools who go the same who go to the major labels. That's not going to end anytime soon. 
the people always follow the money and they think the, where the money is is where the audience is. But you have no connection when you have to go to all these different places. You really don't own your audience. You, and when by own, I mean you don't have them uh, in a place like, you know, no agenda has. Uh, we've never done any any kind of marketing or any or been put on other. We've In fact, we've refused to be put on Spotify, but we did put, set up our own Mastodon server. What what concerns me about about YouTube getting into this, and I, I mean I I don't disagree with what you're what you're saying. I guess from a technology standpoint, I I think that uh, John, you know what you were saying earlier is that if a whole bunch of cabal of of huge tech got together and wanted to reformat the system, they they could probably do it. And this is this is my concern: is the decentralization if it gets under attack from a big player like YouTube. And it comes in from the sort of comes in through the back door where, oh, YouTube is getting into podcasting. Well, yeah, but there, what is the net result of that? Is the net result of that it is going to be to destroy everybody else's business um, and and take away this precious. But how? I, I don't, I don't understand how you, I fail to see how it seems like there's a lot of fear. YouTube's going to come in and they're going to stomp all over everybody. That's a big presumption. I, well, I I really I'm I'm not so sure that's true. And also, having done a tour of duty in uh, one of these places as well, they're fucked up as, really as all as, like anybody yeah, else. Exactly. And the one thing that actually really that they'll spend their time in the shower thinking about and uh, you know neglect their family revenue per work. user. No, it's competition. Actually, <laughs> oh, they, oh my, interesting. They could not, especially tech people. I think. They really cannot stand another tech company coming out with another product that they're like, oh, we could have built this. And they will copy it. They'll spend all of their... I mean, look at what uh, Google did with Google+. So I think what we're doing is exactly correct. And that is kind of like showing the way, hey, this is is an innovative feature that all of these podcast apps are going to find useful, no matter if it's a traditional client app or a service. I think you guys have done a really good job of kind of keeping the the features at an abstract level. So it's like, here's how to represent value. Here's how to represent, you know, we're talking about comments and all these things are kind of like, they're going to be structured data that's broadly applicable to any of these apps. And, that are and, and future. it creates an ecosystem longer term of, exactly. of tool providers. And, you know, uh, I use, uh, uh, well, I don't, I use Hypercatcher. I use that with Dreb Scott and he does the, the chapters and, uh, and he gets ten uh, percent uh, of uh, some of five percent of uh, of the uh, of every single show I'm involved in through the through the value block split. You know, we need lots more of these types of uh, of tools and services to come online, and some of those will eventually be folded into or purchased by hosting companies. I mean, this is this is not something that you can measure report to report. You know, yeah. and and even and to be honest, also these. Even though I hear we come out smelling really good, I don't like report cards. I don't. You know, I just I just want to see what people are actually doing and using. And if if why are they using YouTube? I'll tell you. Here's what I heard the most. Uh, it's on my YouTube app faster than it's on my podcast app. And well, then, and they're not watching; they're just using the app so they can keep it closed and listen to it. It's the same as hitting play on a web page. If people continue to upload to web pages like YouTube, then people are going to listen to their podcast over on YouTube. If you know, you're not missing out. You know, 
yeah, maybe some programmatic algo thing that you know, about the podcast discovery. It's not how podcasts are discovered. It's word of mouth. It's that's how podcasts grow, not through any other mechanism. It's just a different beast. But if people want to listen to it on a web page, let's make a great experience. It doesn't matter if it's on a web page or or in an app. It's the same thing. Well, that's probably the other thing that podcasting as a as a technology and as a platform has that other platforms do not, which is uh, the pace of innovation and how mm. fast we can change things. Because uh, like I had a fantastic call, uh, did a Zoom call with some guys out of Australia this past, uh, I think it was like maybe Wednesday or Tuesday. And um, it's an app that they've, they've, it's on the apps, it's on the iOS app store. It's called Vizzy, V-I-Z-Z-Y. They just released it on, and they're waiting for it to be released on Android. And it's sort of this this interesting, um, this interesting hybrid thing where they've got a they've got a back end platform, web based platform where you can go like claim your podcast public, uh, and when you publish your episode, you can then go through and add these chapter markers with affiliate links and a whole bunch of stuff. It's basically like these hypercharged chapter things, very similar to what. I think Benjamin Bellamy was wanting with podcast recommendations tag mm-hmm. to be able to sort of like deliver all kinds of interesting endpoints to the listeners through chapters. And then they've got, and then they've got an app that goes with it to show their sort of enriched chapter content. Um, and, you know, they said, well, you know, one of their goals is to do integrations with, with hosting companies in the future and be able to, uh, to, take chapters, you know, and suck them in and then add this, this, this content to it. So, I mean, like things like that are coming on board and that's something like you can't write plugins for YouTube. You can't extend the experience at all. And the ability to take, to take an idea and build on it and make it better is, is maybe the killer feature of podcasting. But look at, look at the, where the power is. The power is with the developers the powers with the creators. That's the bottom line. They're literally paying people to come to their sorry ass platform. That's got to <laughs> say this guy. I mean, you know, we're not paying anybody to come and use podcasting 2.0. Thank so, God. so this fear, this and this constant reporting about, you know, the percentages and, and oh my goodness, it's so boring. It's just boring. <laughs> I don't care. I really don't. It's not, it's not, it's not important. There will never be a king of all media. It's just, it's too fragmented. It's going to be even more fragmented. We're seeing newspapers and television and radio in the traditional sense. And I know that I'll get pushed back because yes, there's a a trillion dollars in advertising still being made in radio, but it is dying slowly. It's dying and we are rocketing up. And the same goes for podcasting 1.0. You know, it's coming. But you, know, you mentioned payment, and I think uh, I think I can. I'll I'll put out my more uh, conspiracy theories on this podcast because I don't know that people listen to it. But <laughs> if uh, I think one of the more interesting things, if you ever get value to value or value for value working, is uh, it going in reverse? I think um, I had a, an early uh, streaming app out on Android, and you get to see like how people actually use your app and, and what is important to people. And I think it's important, or I think what I found was really interesting is that people are extremely price sensitive, and people will go through all sorts of hoops to like not pay for stuff. And so I think um, I think the idea of 
paying listeners as a as a as a kind of incentive to come over to your to it like another app or something like that is actually pretty compelling. I know Google, for example, would probably pay people to log in and search if they could, but there's just no mechanism exists. I, uh, if we figure out how to have everyone have wallets, I think the whole idea of kind of like, hey, here's a way to market that doesn't penalize the listener and actually adds some value to the listener. I think that could be really interesting. I disagree. Um, and that's only recently that I've thought about this. And we, I think we were talking with Roy uh, from Breeze about it. And I, I think when you pay people to come and, and use your stuff, uh, and in this case, you're not saying come listen to Joe Rogan on uh, on CurioCaster. You're saying come use CurioCaster. I don't think that's the way it, it works. <clears throat> no, it'd be more like marketing, right? Where it's like instead of paying Overcast to show something, you would say, hey, you're going to feel good about listening to this because you're going to get some... I don't know. It's kind of like play to pay games almost. But I do agree. You don't want to bring in people just for that. Well, you're going to get, you're going to get, yeah. <clears throat> I, I don't like it as a marketing tactic to, to buy customers in that manner because I think, particularly if you're giving people money, the, the same people will come and get free money. It's well, like, what was that old search engine? There was an old search engine that would pay you to search. I think it was like X12 or something like that way back at like dot com mm-hmm. era. But I think they just the payment system doesn't really allow for it now. Where, so if you wh- guys figure out payments, then I think that'll be cool. Well, what part have we not figured out? Well, going the other way again, and and more kind of like you know, it's got to be a little easier than it is now. Well, of but course, once- of, of course, it's got to be easier. We are in. I mean, we're we're having arguments about channel fees, which will be m- null and void in a year from now. This is this is going incredibly fast. Yeah, it is really exciting too because you see everything. It's kind of cool because everything is coming together at the right time. You know, lightning is kind of well, not, a lot of different places other than podcasting. Not, and then not just that, but people are realizing they're getting screwed by pig tech. This is my new one, pig tech instead of pig, pig tech. tech. They're getting screwed <laughs> by pig tech. Uh, deplatform. They're deplatforming countries now. I mean, people are uh, are aware of this. They're awake. They're starting to make different choices. Well, if only there was some sort of federated version of Twitter that we could kind of build on top. <laughs> could we put that into the right apps? Could we put that into the apps for comments that everybody could see, no matter what what that this was? This is a great idea. And it could well, work even on a, of- <laughs> and it could even work in, a, in an embedded player on a web page. What a grand idea! Do you have any thoughts about that, John Spurlock? <laughs> I want to hear about no, no, no. I want to hear about the format war between lightning comments and activity. Pub, uh, uh, this is uh, clearly going to be a wait a minute. Who, who's, in, who, who's in this war? Who's who's in this war? I heard that. Did you listen to Podland? I, I, heard I haven't heard it all segment. yet. No, I haven't heard yeah. it all yet. I, I have some thoughts on this, and I, again, well, I'm tell just, me tell me what the premise was because I didn't I didn't hear this yet. Like, go ahead. Well, basically, it's that we have two comment systems, right? Uh, n- nominally, we have boostograms, which kind of go over the Lightning Network, and then we're talking about kind of more general. Uh, com- like Twitter type comments uh, for each episode. And, and the thinking was, I think, Hey, now developers have to support both. But I, I responded to, to Oscar on his uh, GitHub thing. And I think actually what he's doing is really good in that we need some sort of way of uh, reading these lightning comments right now. If I'm an app, I can't read boostergrams, So that's right. a problem. And so I think tools like helipad will is one way of solving them. But I do think it's worth thinking about how to expose that in some sort of JSON formatted way. So I think 
that protocol that he's come up with is actually might be a really good starting point for how to do that. But how I see that is that it's basically he's coming up with a protocol. So it's almost like he's coming up with a protocol that we could slot in as a social interact platform, uh, along with any other social interact platforms that you have for that episode. So what I was seeing is that you could have something like, here's where to go for activity pub comments for this episode. And here's where to go for lightning comments. And it's a way to get people not exclusively into one or the other. So it kind of like lets people go into lightning gradually. Um, so to me, I think it's like people forget that the social interact tag is like not exclusive. It says well, like, here's where to go f- on Twitter for this episode. Right. Here's where to go on the Fediverse for this episode. And I think it's really important to say, here's where to go to get the boostograms for this episode, which right now is impossible. But what's cool about what Benjamin has done is that he's created a tag that will basically work for that. Um, you can specify, you know, one or more kind of platforms for each episode. So let, me, let, me, let me let me just say something nicely. about the publishing of boostograms because, you know, we've pioneered the value for value model. And uh, the, the, the reason you have a boostogram in the value for value model initially, and it's open for interpretation, is the feedback loop, uh, which is, okay, I'd like you to support the show, whatever it's worth to you. That comes back, and then the intent, the way it's been working, there may be other ways to do it, but the way it's been working has then you read out the message. And we, like on No Agenda, we don't publish all messages, and we publish zero of those messages. We tell everybody, and we may, and we may skip around and read through it, or, uh, you know, sometimes there's no message, which is, you know, with Boostergrams is, is, is more rare. Um I'm not necessarily sure that that the future of boostograms is to have them published everywhere. Uh, in fact, I think it detracts from what you can actually do with value for value. I may I may be uh, I may not be encapsulating your feelings on this, John, but I think I think John I think what what you're saying there's a terminal terminology problem here, and boostograms uh, is sort of a catch-all phrase that means anytime somebody sends you sends a message on lightning and that's not exactly what oscar is proposing because he's um and i and i think that when we when we talk about it it comes across garbled but i think like what what oscar is proposing um and i think what you're talking about john is is lightning comments being just another style of comment where there's a different TLV record and it's, it's its own thing. And then the boostergrams are, you know, those are still point to point within the app. It's an app. It's an app to, it's a listener to podcaster uh, message. Then you have this other thing called a boost, uh, called a, uh, a lightning comment. And just if you, they could mix or they might not, and, but, to, think, but, but they're not one the- and the same. Sorry, sorry. I think, isn't that the uh, purview of the podcaster, though? I mean, I guess I'm more liberal on this. Like, you could have a podcaster that wants to show them and then one that wants to filter them. You can, you can, you can. My point is, I know what works. I'm not so sure this works really well. I'm not. Well, because Boostergrams, the way we do it, is part of show show content. Well, that's how they're supposed to work. That's how the value for value loop work. I'm not saying that's the only way. You can do whatever you want. I don't even like having a Twitter and a a, a Mastodon. I would rather, why don't you have a, if you want to publish it, put a bot that connects your Boostergrams to your 
uh, Mastodon or your activity pub. I'm not so sure that's a good idea to have all these these different ways to do it. It's okay. Well, I mean, we can also have five different types of of crypto in uh, in the value for value payments, which we don't. Well, the you know the issue here is that I don't even like I. I don't even look at the boostergrams during the week. I print them off right before the show because I don't want to know what they are before we read them because it's show content. And if you publish them in advance, then all your listeners already know half of the show and, and it's, it's not as exciting. Uh, it's, you don't get to hear the new, the new content. And so like, but, but with a lightning comments system, you can gateway those things however you want to. So if you had, if you, if you were accepting lightning comments and on an episode and then those comments that you know are comments are getting they could be re they could be gatewayed out to activity pub or anything else you wanted them to be i don't see them as being mutually exclusive to activity pub and, at all and, i just and, see and, it being and, and if i may yeah. it's beautiful to hear you speak that way because i hear you at one point talking like a content creator and the other one I hear you talking as a software developer technologist, there's a huge lack of people mm-hmm. listening to what creators want. Huge lack. Uh, and so we wind up sometimes creating all kinds of things, or we, we are in danger of creating things uh, that people just might not wind up using or using in a completely different way and then crippled because we weren't communicating. Well, you've called me down on this for years. Every, you know, we've we've always had conversations, phone conversations where, you know, I've said, hey, I just built this thing into the frame controller editor that's going to let you do so and so. And you're like, yeah, but that's not the way I do things. Right. And and you're like, let me let me go over and tell you exactly what my workflow is. And you lay it out. And then I like, oh, I get a. it's like the light bulb goes off. So so to me, cross app comments in their origin are extremely exciting because I just want to have an app that I use. And I'm not so worried about if I can then go and transport my profile to another app. I appreciate that we're thinking about these things, even though we still don't have OPML import and exports anywhere or not enough. Um, that I just don't think it's that important. We want comments and apps that work across the apps. Yeah, and I think we're looking way down the road on some of this stuff. I think the older I get, the more kind of like pragmatic. I'm like, well, this is not a problem because no one is commenting anywhere now. It's like RSS is that we kind of need to seed the feed with structured data. So this is going to, like we were talking about before, for apps that want to check out, this is not a user-facing, but let's say they just want to follow the, you know, ingest the comments for searching as well. All of that is useful in the feed, as we've described. So I think... We are not even thinking of all the possibilities that, that right. people are and, going to use and, this way. And again, I'll come back to the numbers. I'm not so focused on what YouTube may or may not be doing. But when I hear women, a, a large segment of women listen to podcasts on the podcast page itself, we shame on all of us, shame on the hosting companies, shame on us, shame on me. Because I know I've been seeing a lot of people going over to Good Pods. Have Have you guys checked out Good Pods yet? It's actually kind of a good app, but it's uh, one of its biggest uh, features is comments. So they have right, kind of a but it's it's closed there. off. It's a closed exactly, and so exactly. that's and and I'm sure they're fine people. I think I'm even uh, I think.
think I may even be doing a podcast with the CEO or something. And um, so I'll learn a lot more. But, you know, when it's when it's a closed off community, well, that's the thing we're trying to get away from. That's exactly why we're doing this is we I let Apple become the, the on ramp to podcasting. We shouldn't allow anyone to be the on ramp to comments. Well, let, take let's talk about Good Pods for a second. Would a company like Good Pods? This, this is theoretical because we don't know them. Would a company like Good Pods be willing to publish back out their comments as Activity Pub, or do they see that as some sort of proprietary advantage over the market? Well, what is their business? I don't know. See, the reason why we can even discuss this is because we have no business. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> you know, so, so it, no it, I would do. think, uh, for in general, most of these types of companies need to contain their users to some degree because that's the value. It's their RPUs or their you know their value for whatever whatever metric they're using, uh, and I believe they're they're funded, so they have I think they have investors could be wrong i worry about pod chaser more than i worry about uh good pods in that respect i don't worry i don't worry about any of it i've seen all this come and go i've seen aol come and go (laughs) possible integration i think it would be cool if i actually think the main hurdle for a lot of these apps and they've just flipped a bit is do i want comments at all because it is it's a technical thing but it's also a it's a headache right i mean you are onboarding user-generated content and all of that so i think a lot of apps have to make that first decision do i want to sign up for this and no amount of magic activity pub sauce is gonna <laughs> kind of save them from some of that now we can create components that make a lot of this easier but i think there's still a fundamental thing of do i want to integrate user-based comments in, in my app and is that going to be a feature that i promote and i think good has already crossed that so i could see them at some point if there's a thriving community elsewhere of them bringing it in as well i'm not i don't know anyone over there but i think from what i've seen so far um They've demonstrated that it's it's a valuable thing. Well, th- so when it comes to pay, like th- there's this issue of paying for comments, and that's very that's distasteful. Which is part of the lightning comments, you know, thing is y- you, we can all agree that if you have to pay for comments, that it's going to increase the quality of the comment. I mean, to some degree, uh, you're going to be less likely to have spam and that kind of thing. But then there's the ethical thing of do you want to have to make somebody pay to comment? And the answer is no. You know, you don't you don't want to be that way. Um, But in that regard, I think that's you. It's okay to have both things exist like a lightning comment system where you where you do uh, the app says, okay, I want I don't want to have to deal with the headaches of spam. So I want to enable comments only for people who are willing to give up one satoshi which you know one one hundredth of a cent i want that's the 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 choice that i make for my app and then you have this other app that says no i'm I'm a free-for-all i want i want everything and because you can go back out to the whole because you can gateway it back out to the world either way then we all get the benefit of seeing both both things in action and we can we can then say make decisions later on okay well Maybe we want to sort things in a different way, or when we go to podcast discovery or search, we want to give more uh, weight to one or the other. Like I, I just I see the the existence of both of those things as fine. I, I think that I think it's okay. It makes sense. I don't see it as a format war at all. 
I don't know how you feel, but that's the way it seems to me. Yeah, I don't either. Again, I think it slots in very well with the, uh, it's a choice. So if the, if the podcaster chooses to publish those comments out, if they want to do it, there's a tag for it right now. And then we just define that as a protocol that, um, right. But where we're at, where, where we're at tag. right now, format wars or whatever it is, we're stagnant. Well, I would say, I would say in that, in that regard with, here's, here's what would help distinguish a comment on lightning from a boostergram. And that is if somebody is paying to comment on lightning, that payment should go to the app, not the podcaster. Boostergrams go to the podcaster. Comments go, well, well, the podcaster is not running the comment system. They're not incurring any of the cost or head or overhead or pain or anything of, of moderating. I just want comments. Yeah. I think (laughs) I just want comments. I don't care. Just give me a thing. I don't care. Give me comments. Nice problem to have sort of category. Everybody needs to like block all news for the next week and just don't think about what everybody, you know, whether it's pig tech or not, we're all looking at the competition. Well, what's needed. So do we need, I feel well, like the. I, I feel I, like we need. What we need is to focus and not bring in all these other uh, problems. I'm sorry, and that's the way. That's the way. Our, that's the way we've done it. So I'm okay with it. We bring in all these problems and all these things, and we can't do this. We need to integrate that, and then no one knows what to do. So for months now, I've been posting the social links on all of my podcasts. There's millions of people who listen to my podcasts. If there was an app that could do comments i'd be talking about it and getting people to use these apps so but there's not because we don't have anyone that can do a login yet well thread uh, to me the solution to that really is is in one piece of code and that's what you wrote john is and and i have people because i posted on no agenda social or podcastindex.social it's populated so if you open up um, the the comments tab on any of my podcasts there's comments there so you know, I'm I'm doing I'm doing what's expected on my end. It just seems well, I think like one of the things is yeah. I think you're just you're really early, right? I mean, the tag isn't even technically part of the spec yet, right, Dave? So I think no, that's going to go formalized. in this next. Phase. You think that slows me yeah. down, John Spurlock? No, you should. I, I love it. I mean, you're giving me test data. That, I put you on my website, that new uh, hype website I put up there. Podcast. I love your hype Lord. website. It's snazzy. <laughs> it's snazzy. Yeah, I think I I think it's just a slow sort of thing. I mean, we we do we are waiting for apps to integrate this. So what what excited me so much about it? I I don't have a dog in the activity pub fight, but um, what excited me about it is that it exists. That it basically is exactly what we would design if we were going to design something like this. That was kind of a podcast wide, open internet protocol based solution. So that exists. The Fediverse exists. Like you said, you already have uh, a bunch of people that are are actually using a system. So we're not talking about the additional cost of finding users to do this, but I think we're just waiting on apps to make this, the experience pretty seamless. And to do that, it's not as easy as like a JSON file, right? You, you have to actually do some work. You have to say, Oh, I have this logged in user on my side. Now I have to define a profile for them. And so I think what's cool and what I've been kind of working on the last few months is just creating some pieces that at least show the way on how an app might do this. And then a couple tools that apps could use to read comments and then to post comments back. But it's, uh, again, it's very early days. So I wouldn't expect anything right away. But I think, again, one, once you see apps, uh, going back to competition, 
let's say Podfriend integrates this, you know, I think you're going to see apps kind of integrate this right away. The, I, the podcast social thing is more of another problem because, I mean, this this feature is also limited by the fact that w- no podcasts really are putting it in at the moment. So, no, that, what do you mean? Still is- what do you mean? That's I I have. I have four podcasts. <laughs> 1.4 million people listen to one of those podcasts. Well, you what represent is that? about a half of all uh, podcasts that actually implemented at the moment. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. but 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 I can. But you see, uh, you know who listens to my show? Podcasters. But you know what? And and that's a good point. I mean, it's easy. I think a lot of people think that the podcaster side of this is difficult, and it's not. It's like a tag with a link no, to the no, post. But it's I, so but easy. I what, what is what we have here is a failure to communicate. Go look at the engagement on podcasting 2.0. It's a lot of no agenda people who have, are balls to the wall doing shows. Listen to Sir Spencer and and going completely flying without a net. And it's really true. It's beautiful to watch. And, uh, and, and I, I, it needs to be recognized that people are using it. They're using it. Let's yeah, go. Let's, yeah. let's, they're ready for it. Anything it's you exciting, do. It's exciting, actually. So, I think it's but like just, right but, there. But again, I, John, again, I'm, I just got I'm so sick of the numbers. Hardly anybody's using it. Okay, chicken egg. There, it's not hardly anyone's using it. We put a tag in if one person uses it. Well, yeah, but what, I mean, like what, when you say just do it, I mean, there's no, I mean, you got, what are we doing? No, what what I'm formalize the tag. Yes, yes. But what I'm I'm saying is we're getting off track by, we're being distracted by, do we we make it lightning comments? I mean, it, it, it will not get done on the path we're on. And that's because oh, I, uh, I no, just it see will. it. I mean, I'm formalizing the tag, you know, I mean, we're, I'm putting it into phase five right now. I mean, it's, it's getting done. It just has like pod friend, pod friend and curio caster and, um, you know, Podverse. these are forward looking you know, apps that are willing to do experimental things. Most apps are not like that. Oh, understood. They're not, understood. Yeah, they're not, they're not going to do that. And understood. So it, it has to be a formal spec before, before it can be before it can be done. I mean, there, I'm not, I'm not bothered by the slow, by the slow roll of this. It, it doesn't bother me because I, because every time we come up with some new edge case that has to be handled, we're thankful that we didn't go too fast on it. Dave, I'm, I'm completely in agreement. What I'm saying is I'm disappointed that the creators are, are being left out of the conversation and ignored. Well, there, there's no, I, I just disagree. I mean, there's nothing. What do you, what do you being, mean by that? Yeah. I don't, I don't understand what you mean by that. They're, they're not being ignored because there's nothing to, there's nothing. It doesn't exist yet to give to them. No, when, when it comes. Like, it, because there's no formal specification to give to the apps. I, I, I look at what people are arguing about or discussing. And once, once the lightning comments came back. That's when I went, oh, okay, well, it'll be forever because that's going to go on for a long time. And I'm just saying. No, no, I don't, no, I don't, I don't think, think that. So. No, no, I don't think it's going to slow anything down at all. I, and no, because, and that, that's the point I was trying to make. And I did it, clearly I did a terrible job was that I don't think that the, I don't think it's a format war. If it was an actual format war, if this was RSS versus Adam, it would be a problem. 
but I don't think this is a format war at all. Well, but isn't is a, isn't uh, Activity Pub versus Twitter by definition a format war? Um, well, I don't think I don't think anybody cares about Twitter at this point. Okay, then There's why no, why do we even make it possible to incorporate it? Um, I think I think you put it in there as possible just to make sure. Well, the same way that we put in. Uh, the option for there to be an ether coin in the value for value block. I mean, good, nobody, good point. Nobody cares. Okay. Good point. Uh, the alternate enclosure is, uh, an approved and implemented tag, correct? Yes. How yes. many apps support it? Uh, what two, I think two, I may be leaving one out. No. no so three, I, so three. I have, I have torrent RSS feeds of all my shows in torrent. I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'd love to do some IPFS. I don't have the. I don't have the tools. I don't have the well, tools to make it, and I don't have anyone to receive it. And that's that's a tag that is good to go. Nobody wants it though. I that's, want it. See, that's yeah, but you but you're not you're not <laughs> exactly. A, you're not a listener, and there we yeah. are. Thank you. Yeah. Point made. Yeah, you're not. A, yeah, you're not a listener, and so the, keep pushing, Adam. I'm, I'm you're, not. You're I'm not. Right I'm not a listener. I'm not a listener. I can't talk to my listeners. I can't convince them to do anything, and they never ask me for anything. That's well, that. That's the disconnect. That the problem with something like that that you're describing mm-hmm. is that uh, the listener can tell no difference between a podcast delivered through IPFS and through HTTP download. There's absolutely zero benefit. Perceived, perceived benefit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to the listener, and for features like that, apps do not care. Now, the one, the first app to implement alternate enclosure was Pod LP, mm-hmm. and the, he had an actual reason for specific it, specific reason for yes. it. But, but if I wanted to do video, mm-hmm. uh, I'd want to have the alternate tag, alternative enclosure tag. I want to have the media tag implemented. You know, so so now we're at a different chicken and egg. When can I start creating stuff using features if they're not implemented? Do I just go to podcastindex.social and say, "Hey, what are we going to do?" Do you understand? Well, do you understand? I'm just saying there's there's yeah. there's technology dilemmas, and then there's a dynamic between the te- the the developers and the creators. It's not all just about the listeners. The the creators talk to the listeners, tell them what to do. They explain it to them. They help them get on board. That you, that's that's the missing piece here. Is we're always like, oh well, everyone people don't. I think people go to YouTube not because it's YouTube, because oh that's where they found it or that's where it's easy to listen to. They'll go anywhere to find it as long as it fits within their realm, and we're not really driving any of that. That's well. Look at YouTube as an example of something like the alternate enclosure. The alternate enclosure is a direct replacement, a decentralized replacement for uh, YouTube's automatic uh, quality scaling. Uh, It's one of the it's one of the aspects of alternate enclosure. the The reason YouTube had to have that was because it was without it, it was a bad experience. The issue with with podcasts is you you give the same thing but there are so few video podcasts and most podcast quality is decent because the bit rates are small that the re, the need for the alternate enclosure perceived a need for it is tiny let, let me approach it from a different let's let's stick with youtube and then i'll shut up the main difference between a podcast and an app and a podcast and youtube can you tell me 
There's one difference, and I don't care if it's audio or video. Lots of people listen to audio podcasts on YouTube with just the album art image. What is the main difference in that experience? Between a pod- between listening to a podcast on YouTube and listening to one in a podcast mm-hmm. app. Mm-hmm. Um, bec- the main difference would be, well, I can think of a few, but I mean, the one that jumps to mind is it's easy. Okay, John, but any thoughts? You can use your app, any app, right? You can use the app you're already familiar with. Um, whereas if you no, I'm talking no. What's the difference? What's YouTube, the so. no? What's the difference between listening to a podcast on YouTube or the YouTube app? I don't care, or a podcast app. What's the difference? Well, you need to be premium first of all, or else it's going to be a horrible experience. Yeah, <laughs> what, what's you, the, but what's the, the difference? Okay, <laughs> between p- premium, what's the difference? Yeah. I'm looking. I'm looking at the at the chat room. They're not getting it either. Uh, there's not a difference. Well, honestly, what I would say is that there is there actually is, not okay. much of a difference. Okay. From a oh, you ready for it? Comments. Comments. Mm. That's that's the difference. I've been on big podcasts and the community is in the comments thousands and thousands of them comments I'm, you're speaking I'm my not, language see that's why i think yeah. it's compelling <laughs> i was i was sold in december or whatever when i started working on this so i i think that that is actually a I would like to see, I, I'm basically doing whatever I can to make it as easy for apps to implement this. Cause I think it benefits every app to do this. Cause the more we kind of pool our user base, right. The more we're not doing our own separate comments. I'm writing an app now, right. I'm creating comments. If comments don't exist, I'm still going to do comments. They will just be locked in my app. And so we haven't really gone anywhere. I think the beauty of this is that we've actually defined a way that works to do it across apps. And so I'm personally going to do whatever I can to keep uh, making that happen because I think it's actually a cool feature. All, and it's not that hard. All either. I'm saying is there's no difference. There's no other difference. That's that's the main difference. Yeah, I mean, we're and there. That's and what's and now what it. they do have, and this is, and if you just want, just look at a successful model. They have the super chat. Now that is how you can incorporate boosts into the comments. They sh- By the way, they don't show up in the comments below. They show up in a separate area on YouTube. So if we're truly worried about YouTube coming in and stomping all over podcasting, well, let's at least do what they do equally or better. And I think we can. No, I think we can too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself. That's that's actually, but I the live chat issue and the the boostergrams there i think that's where it really comes into play they have the notion of they actually don't have the notion of a live replay like twitch where they show that right. but, but if we um, if we just did a ux we if we just did a ux comparison side by side yeah any 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 study that just said what are the main features would say well look at look what's going on here people seem to come back here to read if there's replies to their comments i mean and podcasters can go there, and instead of going to five different apps, they can go to one place to see all the feedback, you know, the entire community feedback for a given episode. I think podcasters, you know, going back to the creator side of this, they have, number one, they have control over what happens at that endpoint, where they don't have control over that in Twitter or in YouTube. Correct. But number two, they have one place to go. So they kind of have their own, they can use that channel that's the idea build their own community so that's, i think it's like a and nice, then and then existing community system and it'd be a community now i understand all the apprehension and and having apps or having comments in someone's app may, may not be for everybody but 
that's literally what people want. And and to and to have a and I think Castapod um, um, would agree to own that quote unquote to have that within in your control. Certainly not to have someone else determine what can or can what comment can or cannot be uh, visible. That's what we're doing here. That's the whole point. So, yeah, let's do it. Are we done yet? Are we done yet? <laughs> well, I. <laughs> I, I, but it, it all—it's—it's kind of nice. It folds together because this—this, this, you know, it's apples to oranges to a degree. YouTube to podcasting, and I'm—and I'm also just—I'm so sick of hearing about it. Like, do show me something already, or YouTube's eating our lunch, or uh, independent apps are dying. Well, no, I just—I just disagree. This is just a metric, but it's not the metric. And I think what you said about incentives is really important. I think there's a limited amount of push you guys can do and all of us can do. I think some of it's going to have to be pulled. Like people are going to have to be excited. About, like an app developer is going to have to be excited about adding this before any of this stuff takes off. So maybe some of the apprehension is that people just aren't that excited. App developers aren't that excited adding this feature. Okay. But just, but then let's not all get our panties in a bunch when YouTube has people going over there for, for certain things we don't have. But yeah, I, I don't exactly. think, well, but I think it's a little more complicated than that because YouTube, the, the super chat, the super chat experience on YouTube really only exists on the desktop. The mobile, the mobile side of that is a mess. Um, the, it's only a good experience in YouTube when you're watching it at a, on the web. And I think that's probably an instinctive thing that people understand and that's probably why Podfriend and Podverse and uh you know and possibly Curiocaster are the ones to implement it first. Because when you have you have, you know, screen real estate to to really enjoy the experience of having a chat and a video in one screen. Mm-hmm. Now I'm I'm not saying it's impossible with mobile. Well no, but, but I'm I'm, I'm totally I'm totally in agreement. I I think that's why I've I've always been a fan of of web apps in general for this very reason. But see that and and that's why that's that's why probably the adoption within the podcast app ecosystem is going to be slower for comments than it will be on on the website or maybe even on YouTube proper is because YouTube for all I mean for all its for all its growth on mobile and everything web you know youtube really is still the best experience on the web and so and that's not traditionally been the case for podcasts so there has to be like that's that's where it, this is exciting though because that's where web good web apps mm-hmm. like podverse and curiocaster and podfriend can really shine mm-hmm. um, and take back some market share from the mobile aspect of things you know it's such a such a small step from a woman wanting to listen to a podcast to click on a link, land on a web page versus landing on a progressive web app page. It's the smallest step known to mankind. It's the same thing. So I I need to do better and I need to be, you know what? Here, here's some low hanging fruit that I wanted to talk about. It folds into this. I was looking for a web page for the Curry and the Keeper podcast because it's a typical freedom controller page. You know, the, I love my freedom controller. Uh, my wife's like, you know, she's, <laughs> she's a marketing communicator. She's like, what is this piece of shit? Oh, throwing shade. Yeah, yeah well, I, I had, hey, I took the Thanks, brunt of Tina. it. I took the brunt of it, Dave. Um, 
And, and so we talked jumped about on the grenade. Yeah. We, so we talked about it on the show. And of course, as it always happens, uh, someone, it was actually Dave Jackson says, well, you know what? Why don't you take a look at pod page? I'm like, Oh, pod page and pod page. You you just, I, I did it. I claimed my feed and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and which was easy because your emails were out there. That's right. And, and I, and I read a couple more offers at the same time <laughs> and I, lo- and I liked it. Um, <laughs> And, and so, you know, and just by reading the feed and you have a couple, you, know, you actually have a lot of configuration options and boom, it pops up. And I'm like, wow, that's a really decent website. That really looks pretty good, except, and you can map your domain name to it and everything, except, um, yeah, gee, I mean, there's zero podcasting 2.0 features in it. Uh, no chapters, no transcripts, any of that. And just to add insult to injury, right below the you know the each individual episode, it has a an Apple icon and a Spotify icon. So um, here's an opportunity because right now I hear a lot of talk about the podcasters page. You know, and 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 of course we all and the hosting companies all do a yeoman's job of giving people free pages. But just think about this opportunity that's just sitting out there. I mean, I'll use it. I'll use it for all my shows. Look at all of my podcasts, except for No Agenda Show. Which, uh, but the the show notes pages are just Freedom Controller renderings of outlines. Yeah, I mean, I think but- even James was interested over at uh, Pod News, and I mean, the more structured data you have on a episode, you could show those on the on the pod. Uh, the pod news generated page as well. But I, I just want to send a whole bunch of women to something they're comfortable with and they don't seem to want an app. They listen to some of my shows on a, on a web page. Why not have it be a fantastic experience? And I have a lot more real estate to explain uh, how to, how to fill up a wallet. Pro tip. You can include custom CSS on the free controller page and change the entire way it looks. <laughs> yeah. This CSS is kind of where it breaks down for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This. Remember, we used to do that back in the day. Remember, you had a competition on on No Agenda one time of like, hey, I want everybody to submit custom CSS for the oh to change pages. It, but also, yeah. also to change words. Did we oh, have that yeah, as well? <laughs> the Chrome extensions? Yeah, yeah Chrome yeah. extensions. Yeah, that was Well, funny. you can do crazy stuff with CSS nowadays. I'm sure you could. Yeah, you can replace content. You can yeah, add I'm, things. Yeah. yeah, I'm just a podcaster. Blink that's, tag. I can, I, can, blink I, can look at, I can look at my feed and, and kind of figure out what's going on. That's the level. But um, seriously, that pod page 2.0 idea is really, uh, really good because that is a way. It's like a very low friction way. It's not a whole app that you have to install. It's no. like boom, here's an episode, and it's lit up by all these new uh, tags. I mean, I'll, I'll be supporter. honest with you. I, um, I, I use Breeze frequently, um, but that's, I would say, for some reason, I can always count on Breeze to refresh the feed, and I, and there, I do have problems. Uh, with my browsers, with caching and shit, it sometimes things you know haven't updated when they should have. So often, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll use Breeze just to make sure I have the most recent version. Then I have to quit out of Breeze because it gets my battery it gets hit, the whole the whole phone starts to heat up after after a while. <laughs> Chrome has always been such a pain when it comes to caching. Like it 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 is just schizophrenic yeah, when it comes to it's cache nasty. Breaking. But then I have um, now I use Podfriend because it has a beautiful, um, yeah, it has a little list there of 
the episodes that I, of feeds that I subscribe to in chronological order. So I can go, oh, there's that one, there's that one. So I know what's updated. I, you know, a list of little bullets and new that's horrible to me. I, 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 like I'm a river of news guy, if anything. But then CurioCaster just has all the features I want. And when I go to my desktop, fire it up, it's, it's there. My subscriptions, you know, I can use it on any computer I want, uh, mobile or big screen. I have to say, I, I find my, even Twitter, I use the web app. I don't use apps anymore. Oh. And I'm not just because I'm boomer adjacent. <laughs> douchebag <laughs> in the cotton gin. Douchebag. No, you're, ahead of the, the, you're ahead of the game. That's nah, cotton be... gin in the chat rooms going, uh, oh, a bunch of boomers in here. Well, I mean, you did use Mutt as your email client, so come on. <laughs> I mean, like, there's some truth. Like, but, okay, so what's happening right this moment? Um, I think it's good to step back and get perspective here. What's happening right at this moment is that a lot of people are listening to the show on CurioCaster. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the chat should be showing up also in CurioCaster. So yes, this, it does. This is Super Chat happening at the moment, and also from the perspective of Stephen B, if people are boosting through CurioCaster while they're listening right now, he's getting a percentage of those of those sats. That's your incentive to do the adoption for a lot of these things if you're on the web platform and now, get really good stuff. Unfortunately, with today's live experiment, it seems like the LN Pay node could not handle whatever was going on, or I'm I'm just not receiving payments for some reason. Uh, but we did get. The 10,034 from Darren, and he came in with the second one, 33,333. He says he still had some sats left over from random thoughts, unrelenting, and planet rage. And this is uh, our VIG, he says. Did you get my test boost earlier? Nope. Huh. It said it went through. No, then uh, then it was from Castomatic. It may be the exorbitant fees I have set on the nodes. <laughs> Sir Spencer is like doing like yeah, I told you so in effort. Well, they shouldn't fail. Yeah, true. I, I got I have I have lots of routes. It shouldn't fail. Well, I got confetti on my side. Something's going through. Oh, okay. Um, mm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But oh, oh, I know what the problem. Yeah, I know what the problem is on my. Also, side. my home IP also uh, wound up on the spam house list or whatever. I don't know how that happened. Oh crap! <laughs> All of a sudden, I couldn't get to my my mail server. I've got new internet. I'm on one gig right now, baby. I can tell I you sound so much That's better. The only way to live, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm, Sounds so much better. Hey, do we want to thank people? Yeah, uh, yeah. Wow, an hour and a half. This has been uh, this has been a very um, intense board meeting, gentlemen. I've, I've enjoyed this. Very- Hold on a second. Let me just uh, knock off the the official part. Let's. Uh, Let's uh, thank some people who supported the not just the podcast, but the, there's my dog, but the project. Um, so when you support us, you are supporting uh, the work. Uh, certainly, the work Dave is doing. You are supporting, although not Dave's not getting any money, <laughs> but, but we're getting sats one way or the other. But you're really helping the machinery run and uh, and giving us uh, a, a bit of runway to continue uh, to grow as we expect to. And you can do that. Well, obviously. Anyone who's contributing with their time or talent is helping right off the bat, and that's how value for value should work. Having the treasure angle is very helpful to keep it running. And uh, we like Boostergrams. We like Satoshis because we just hoard those. Yeah. Numbers (laughs) go up. Numbers go up. (laughs) Not today. (laughs) Um, So uh, do you have a node, John? 
that we can get a split of this episode? Uh, yeah, I have one of those cute uh, Bitcoin machines. I had to bug the guy uh, incessantly in order for him to ship it. <laughs> oh, okay. I did Is it working though? You can get payments and stuff? I think so, yeah. I have a, okay. uh, on the Minipub project, I have a value block in there. I don't know if you want to... I'll, I'll send you a, a block that you could use though for this one. Yeah, okay, cool. Send it to me so I can uh, put it right in the feed before cool. we publish. Uh, let's see. Uh, th- right off the bat, RSS.com. Did you want to guess? RSS.com? They're, yeah, they're, PayPal. They're, they're, they're big supporters. Do I need to have my hand on the button? Oh, you better, you better be hovering. Okay, I'm hovering. $1,000. Whoa, holy crap. Baller, shot caller, 20-inch blades on the Impala. That's what I'm talking about. Thank Simon you. Dave, Thank no you sad puppies today. No. Keep up the good work. No. And go podcasting 2.0. Go podcasting! Boost! That is... Hold on. I, 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 I got to let one out. Boost! <laughs> and it wasn't really a boost, but it just makes me feel good. Uh, ben and Alberto... Uh, That's they just, really appreciated. Yeah, they've been helping since since early, early the early on days. In. Yeah, and always very responsive in... The Mastodon too. They'll jump in there when any, and, anybody and has and with questions. and implementing namespace. Yeah, straight up. Yep. Uh, thank you guys. Uh, we got a hundred dollars from Lay uh, Lay Barnes L L I E. No note. Well, thank you, Lay. Thank you for that hundred dollars. Thank you. Um, let's see, seven dollars and seventy seven cents from Charles Sale. Uh, no note. Thank you, Charles. That's our pot. That's our uh, PayPal's. We got some boosts. We got <laughs> so boosts. literally, literally two PayPal's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we right. have transitioned. We've transitioned into the lower valued Satoshi world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like it's like two or three PayPal's and forty, you know, boostergrams. Um, let's see. Uh, anonymous through Breeze seven thousand seven hundred seventy-seven sats says heavenly boost. Ooh, where's my heavenly uh, boostergram? Do we have a heavenly boost? I don't know of a heavenly boost. Uh, let's see. Chad Farrow says thirty three thirty three through Fountain. He says, "With all that grunting from Dave, I thought I was listening to Adam and John on No Agenda." <laughs> boost, was boost, I grunting boost. a lot last week. I don't know. I guess. <laughs> I, d- I didn't notice it, darling. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, I was oh, probably uh, aggravating you. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> this must be because uh, Chad Farrow says another thirty three thirty three, and he says, uh, "I don't like it when mommy and daddy fight." Maybe we're fighting at the time. I don't know. We're never fighting. We this never is, had a fight. What you know? What it is is people aren't used to honesty. To hearing people have an honest conversation because everything is so fake in the mainstream and on a lot of podcasts. Well, if if, if Chad doesn't like ten, uh, intense discussion, he probably uh, bailed out like thirty minutes ago. This <laughs> has been this has been the intense board meeting. Uh, Cass Peeland, thirty three hundred sats through Fountain, and he says thanks for the show. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Boost. Uh, uh, Mary, uh, Oscar Mary, 101 Sats. Really like this idea of updated news-based episodes, especially if tied into chapters so that apps can mark which chapters have been played and listeners can just carry on from where they were. Yeah, that was for uh, Spooler. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'd heard the, the um, bogs on uh, Podland. I heard that part. And he was saying, yeah, 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 we're really – and he, he was just talking about Podping like it was a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. It I, is a thing. I, but yeah, but you need to recognize that <laughs> no one's jumping up, and you know, and 
And Cridland's just saying, no, oh, you're going to support this, this, this and, you know, and podcasting, you know, the namespace, all. It's now part of the discussion. Yeah, it's, it's we, like, it's like, it's, a, it's cemented. It's in there. I mean, we're not going anywhere. We're only going one way. What do you call that? Like a, it's not a house word. What, household name. It's like a household word now <laughs> within the podcast industry. Yeah. Like whatever, whatever that is, whatever the podcast is, is YouTube part of the, is Google part of the podcast industry? No, (laughs) never. Patrick Ehrlich, Ulrich, Patrick Ulrich said through Fountain, he said 500 sats and he said, El Salvador for all. Okay. All righty then. Did you see that uh, city in Italy that's now, uh, no, Switzerland, uh, Switzerland, 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 Lugano. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, that's, it's that's, the, that's the way to go. You know, the States in America can do that too. Um, they can, they can make their own money. Texas first. Yeah. I'm just saying. Sir Bill, 5,000 sats through Fountain. He says, for the marketing budget. Hey, thank you. Boost. That dog ear it. Dog yes, ear it. Babe. Yes. Dog ear. Uh, John's BRT gave us 49,000 sats through Fountain. He says, theremin boost. I got to have more theremin. Oh, crap. I don't uh, think we have a theremin. Boost. Yeah, we do. Um, I think we do. Let's see. Oh. Can I do a theremin boost? I think I. <laughs> boost! <laughs> I didn't have enough hands. I'm playing the theremin, and I hit the jingle. I, I need an extra hand. Uh, Scott Sikora. Gave us fifty one fifty, but oh, I wonder if that's a Van Halen boost. Yeah, of course, it has to be. Must be. Does he say anything? For, he says first time boost. Been loving the show and appreciate all the information and hard work you guys do for podcasting. My podcast is Talking Beards. Talkingbeards dot com. Well, I think we should bring back the. Uh... You've been defragmented. Now that he boosted first time, oh, that's right. Yeah, he's yeah, defragmented. Yeah, got to be defragmented. I think isn't that Dreb's kid? <laughs> Probably. Uh, eleven. Let's see, a big row of ones. Uh, eleven, eleven. Let's see, what? What is this? Eleven thousand one hundred and eleven. Uh, through Breeze, nice. anonymous, and just says cheers. Well, cheers to you, Chad F. In the chat room says you guys had a fake fight on the last episode. Oh dude, yeah, you got fight. us. You got us. It was a fake fight. A fake fight. They're all fake. They're, we actually <laughs> all love of each it. other. Well, that's uh, why we fight. Well, Chad. Speak of the devil gave us 101 sats, and he says, This is some next level shit. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, yeah, all righty then. Uh, Martin through Pod Friend gave us 100 sats, and he says, Boost test. <laughs> I love how he's like, You can see when people are doing stuff. Uh, Crimson Owl gave us 6,666. That's a demon boost through Breeze, and he oh, says, oh. Testing a- avatar name. Hold on, I, I made a mistake. Oh, uh, what? What was it? Uh, I'm seeing Stephen B. He says, the reason why Adam's not seeing any of the live boosts is because his boostgram monitor isn't in the value block. Oh. How okay. come that didn't copy over? Uh, uh, well, so I'm sorry. Then that okay. is operator failure, and I take back everything I said. Um, and that's too bad, because otherwise you would have had a lot more um, a lot more pew pews in the show. Bummer. Uh, yeah. There's always next week. Yeah. Okay. All right. Another lesson learned. 
another 6666 anonymous through Breeze, and he says, uh, love my Breeze. We love Breeze. We do. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, Net Ned sent us 33 sats, and he just says, testing. Oh, test okay. received, Net Ned. Boost. <laughs> 33 sats. Get out of town. Uh, if he's in the chat room, kick him. Uh, Kyron <laughs> from the Mere Mortals podcast gave us 2222 row of ducks. Yeah. Friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We love us some, some ducks. And he says, if you're going to start going live, we need the details. What's the general start time? And if I donate enough sats, will you make it later so I don't have to wake up at an ungodly hour? Oh, that's right, because he's in Australia. Can I get a boost as well, please, Adam? And now, as the French say, it is time for Le Boost. That, now I understand why I was getting boostograms from Darren, because he was doing it on Breeze um, on, a, on episode 75 or 76. Yeah, so that okay. is in the split. Okay. Mystery solved. Gotcha. I'm pissed at myself now. Damn it. Um, got another test boost from Martin and uh, for 100 sats. And then we got uh, user... This is Sir Harry Pilgrim. Okay, I'm not going to read out this ungodly long number here. <laughs> but he, said, he sent 3569 sats through Fountain. He says, Sir Harry Pilgrim boosting my birthday a couple of days late, 5th of March. Boost! Yes, baby, boost! Boost! Uh, again, this looks like, well, I don't can't tell if that's... These are just numbers. You, guys, you got to put a name in there. User 17454, blah, 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 <laughs> gave us... Uh, 1,000 sets, and he says, boost from Recovered Podcast, podcasting hope since 2007. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Excellent. Recovered Podcast. How you Do doing, you know Boost? That, that was it? Uh, that was it. Well, uh, and then we have our monthlies. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. We no, got, no that was that was it for that message. Uh, Well, this is from Adam. Is that you? I don't know. What did I say? He said, nice to meet y'all. Oh, uh, Obvious demo boostergram. Demo boost. <laughs> demo. We need demo boostergram. <laughs> so don't let the pastor know that you're self boosting as you get to talking to. Uh, Crimson Owl sent sixty six sixty six again through Breeze, and he says boostergrams are now one hundred twenty eight characters in Breeze. Yay! Oh, that's nice. Nice. Yeah, baby. Um. 20,000 sats through Fountain from Steve in Northport, Florida. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, here is a boost for humanity. Boost. Oh, we need boost for, for humanity. humanity. Don't yeah. just stand there. Boost. Okay. Uh, all in the works. Nomad Joe, 2,000 sats. He says, live sounds awesome. Oh, he just, did he just send that in? Oh, no, that was from uh, Sir Spencer's. Last week. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. Oh, Satoshi Stream sent us 5,552 sats through Fountain, and he says, in terms of amount, <laughs> I like I like these uh, very, you know, d- uh, conversational boosts. Yeah. In terms of amount of boosts, Dave Jones has second place for t- Satoshi's.stream podcasts. Adam takes eighth place. What? If at Dave is the same Dave, too, it's first place for Dave. Boom! Boost! I'm a loser. It, but is that uh, in that is that in amount or frequency? Both. No. Oh, you're talking about your eighth place. I yeah. think that was amount. Okay, but I said I think I send a lot of boosts. One thing is one thing is very is certain. I am a master of boosting. I, 
clearly. I, I give up. So people, we, <laughs> you need to support us with more so that, because Dave is clearly funding the entire network. Since day one, I might add. I, yes. I mean, Dave's money. I, I, it, it does feel like that a little bit. And I'm a bit concerned about you. Do we need to have a boost of invention? I've boost of vented myself. Uh, I'm, uh, I've, I've downregulated. Oh, you mean I'm Melissa good. beat you over the head and said, what, what are no, all these charges? I, pers- I, pr- I prefer to say that I did it to myself, even though she had said to say about it. Um, Tina even asked me, she said, Boost you send? Do you really send? I don't know. know. It's circular, baby. I don't know. It's moving around. It's internet tokens. Yes, exactly. It's internet money. Exactly. Mike Caden, uh, he of Red Circle, sent us twenty two twenty two sats row of ducks. He says, (laughs) he says premature quackulation. I see it. That's hilarious. Uh, Niall sent us 101. He says, great comment. Okay. All right. Thank you. <laughs> we aim to please. <laughs> yes. Yes. I thought it was too. Yeah. Uh, Ron Plouffe. Now, can I just say something? If, yes, we, if we ever implement the timelines, then, you know, you could, in your interface, click on that and it would say, oh, this is exactly where he boostagrammed and we would know what he was talking about. Well, see, we had this good, we had this such an excellent idea of putting a link to this timestamp where you can just click on it and listen to it. Does that work? It it absolutely does work. Well, except how- I'm too lazy to actually do it. So is that in helipad too? Uh, no, it's not exposed in helipad. That's a good idea. I should expose that. Uh, expose it, Dave Jones, expose it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, it's not, it, that's that's called being a podcaster. This is this is the Dave that's the podcaster who is a good podcaster. Ron Plouffe sent us two hundred and eleven thousand two hundred sats. What? Holy moly! I'm gonna roll out the big baller for him. Baller, shot caller, twenty inch blades on the Impala. Boost. A hunt. This a one hundred x rush boost as a thanks to Dave for helping me hear my first pew. Oh, Griddle, Griddle Cakes Radio Podcast, exploring the lost art of audio storytelling since 2005. Griddle Cakes Lost Audio Podcast? Uh, Griddle Cakes Radio uh, Podcast. Oh, oh, I know Griddle Cakes. I think they've been around forever. Ron Plouffe? Do you know Ron <clears throat> Plouffe? I know his, uh, his brother, David. David? Okay. Plouffe? Wasn't he a speechwriter for Obama? No, <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's a different guy. <laughs> uh Griddle Cakes so Radio much. sounds very familiar to me. Thank you for the mega yes, rush Yes, thank you boost. so much for that support. Killer. Um, Floridian Slips sent us 5,000 sats through Fountain, and he says, thanks for assisting on podcastindex.social, Dave. Boost! Yo, boost, 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 boost. Boost! Let's see, three more. Uh, Nicholas Bunter. Bun- I'm gonna, uh, this got a little dots over the top of the U, so I'm going to say Bunter. Bunter. Nicholas Bunter. Yes, um, his brother is Gunter. Thousand sats through Breeze, and he says, boosting for podcasting 2.0, heart. Aw. streamer. Heart back at you. We love you, too. Uh, Sir Doug sent 4,400 sats and it through Fountain, and he says, boost. Yo, yo. Boost. Yep. Oh, we're at the end of the, end of the deliver. Ah, the comic strip blogger donation. Comic strip blogger, 10,033 sats through Podfriend, and he says, Hi, Dave and Adam. 
Thank you for your service to podcasting. And if your listeners want to hear latest news about artificial intelligence, they're invited to listen to AI.cooking, bi-weekly podcast spoken by Gregory William Forsyth Foreman from Kent. Yo! <laughs> Yo! <laughs> Thank you, comics or blogger. <laughs> uh, we got some monthlies. Uh, Cameron Rose gave us $25. Jeremy New, $5. Thank Podverse, you. $50. Mitch Downey, $10. Chris Charabaric, $10. Uh, Terry Keller, $5. And I added this little bit in here that I wanted to say, if you have any ability to donate to anything, um, extra, you know, it would be good to go and, and donate to things like NA tube, uh, yep. that Alex is running out of his own pocket and uh podcast from, uh, John running his stuff out of his own pocket. Um, it's just, uh, I, I would, I would like to just make it make it clear that there's a lot of people paying for stuff out of their own pocket and it's always good to support them if you know if you can. Uh, what a, that's it. What a very what a passionate plea, Dave. Oh, thank you. Uh and it's Char Charabarak. Yes. Uh yes, sorry. I have to sneeze. Right, Hold it. on. Go for it. <laughs> Excuse <Nice>. me. Nice. <laughs> I considered muting it, but I'm like, no, why let a good sneeze go to waste? You had a you had a nice new microphone and you just destroyed it. <laughs> John Spurlock, man, you are a gem and uh and we're very very fortunate and blessed to have you inside the group and I really really enjoyed sparring with Spurlock a bit today. Sparring with Spurlock. <laughs> I think it's exciting. I think uh I think one of the cool things about this community is that everyone's I think what Dave said a while ago is that we're here cuz we're passionate about it, right? We're here cuz yeah. We have to be here. <laughs> no, no one's paying us to be here. So I think yeah. it's going to be really interesting to see what happens over the next few months. And, you know, I I appreciate all you guys do. And uh, keep going. Yeah. And do you, do you want to just wrap it up a bit with your um, uh, podcastsocial.org just so we can send yeah, I mean, people there? Yeah, I'm sure anyone and- listening to this podcast is probably already familiar. But I would, I would basically say the podcastsocial.org site is just a quick overview site for everyone in the podcasting ecosystem to learn about the new tag now that it's going to be in the next phase. So now's the time to get hyped and excited about it. And then um, for app developers, there's a few components. So if you want to read activity pub comments, there's a NPM package called ThreadCap out there that's free to use uh, open source. And then if you're an app that wants to do that nice integration that we were talking about from the mobile app, um, you're going to need to have a server. So I have a open source server component that basically you can use to do that. And that's and your that's called uh, minipub.dev. Mini yeah. yeah. Yep. Can you, uh, John, can you send me, and I, we talked about this on the dev meeting, but um, I think Martin may have forgotten. Can you send me like a, like a sample output of ThreadCap? Cause I'm, I'm porting it to PHP and I really just, can I ask what ThreadCap is? It's just a way to take a snapshot of an activity pub uh, convo, right? So you like you take the root comment and then some program needs to go and enumerate, oh, what are the replies? What are the replies to that reply? Mm-hmm. You get it? And then so and then at the end you're just left with like a threaded JSON object basically. Oh, so it makes okay. people that are used to just dealing with like a single JSON file hopefully makes it a little easier to integrate. It's activity pub is not that hard to use, um but it's a little messy because like RSS, like everyone does things a little differently. So ThreadCap kind of uh, <laughs> no papers over some of that stuff. Yeah. Can you send me a sample output though of like a, just, just what it looks like? Cause I think it's going to be easier 
than trying to go line by line through your code and, and try to sort of port it. And then if, if, if I could just aim for a target of what the output is supposed to look like. Uh, yeah, sure, sure. Okay, Are I you saying the documentation sure right. is not good enough? <laughs> I, w- I would not Burr. say it that way. No. What what I would say is that uh, I'm terrible at JavaScript. That would be the way I would describe it. Yeah, I would say things are very early days on this, right? So everyone that's anyone that has any feedback on any of the projects that I'm doing or anything like that, and I think uh, Guillerme actually was going back and forth from uh, PodStation is doing uh, Yeoman's work of uh, like filing bugs against yes. Mastodon and getting some of those fixed. Oh, dynamite! So he's been doing really good work. So we've been. I'll definitely integrate whatever he's he's finding into the. Minipub documentation. I actually have some example. If people want to not use Minipub, but just want to do it themselves, uh, I even have some documents on like, here's what Mastodon comes back with. Here's what Pleroma comes back with. Uh, so that, that might be of, of interest to developers that are kind of like me and want to do everything themselves. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sure seems Those like party code. Sure seems yeah. like activity pub is, uh, is a winner. The stuff we're doing with it. I mean, it just seems like it's, it's a big thing overall for decentralized, whatever, whatever it is, the whole world is kind of building. Yeah, it just we just need tools like Threadcap where um where people like James can just have a tool to output this stuff into a usable format on the site and not have to do all the guts implementation of ActivityPub. That that's we need the next we need a next layer up of oh, things like that. Abstraction. So, yeah, cuz that that's really one of the reasons I'm trying to do Threadcap into PHP is because we just need more of those layers. Yeah, that would be useful for a pod friend, I think, too, right? I think his backend is PHP. So. So yeah, I think so. For him too. Thanks, cool. thanks to uh, all of our supporters with your time, your talent, your treasure. Thanks to, uh, well, everyone who supported this. Uh, Stephen B., thank you very much for your guidance. Uh, Alex Gates uh, is hanging out in the in the chat room. Who else is in there, though? Chad F. Yeah, it's, Chad. It's, yeah. it's our cast. Sir Bemrose, making sure we don't screw up the chat. Appreciate that. Stephen B., Spencer. <laughs> Um, and I'll have the value block st- stuff s- sorted for, uh, for the next episode. Thank you both for your, for your, uh, patience with me and for your passion. Hmm. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's the passion I'm talking about right there. <laughs> All right. Thanks guys. Have a great weekend. All right, see you, you man. Okay. That's it for Podcasting 2.0, episode number 77. We'll be back with another board meeting next week. See you then. Take care, everybody. Have a good weekend. to Podcasting 2.0. Visit podcastindex.org for more information. Whoa!